Hello. We are so excited that you've decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook and YouTube under Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street in Burgall, North Carolina. The zip code is 28425. If you'd like to give a donation, you can simply go to our website at mtdm.org and click on that donation button. God bless you. But if you get up day by day and you just think about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for you, Come on, you will begin to cry out. See, we tend to forget where we were is not where we are now. Some of us could have been dead and gone, but it was because of him that we're here today. Some of us could have lost our minds. Come on, we got something to thank God for. He said, if we don't cry out, the rocks would cry out. The trees would, come on, would begin to clap their hands. Because all of us in this place have something that we can wave a finger for. That we can, it can be one finger you start waving. But all of a sudden, when you begin to think on where you been, And where you are now, the whole hand begin to go up. Come on, we got a problem, saints. We be praising other things more than we praise God. Come on, it don't take much just to say hallelujah. You may start out faintly saying hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the more you think, for as a man thinketh in his heart... So is he. So does he become. And if you put your mind on where you were and where you are now, your mouth will begin to open. You will begin to give God some glory, some honor and praise. Because I remember when I wasn't where I am now. I remember when I would let things get next to me that I don't let get next to me now. That's enough to give God some praise. But the problem is, we don't want to crucify the flesh. We want the flesh to do what the flesh want to do. We want the flesh to dominate the spirit. There's a war going on between the flesh and the spirit. And as long as you let the flesh dictate to you what it wants, you won't get where you need to be in him. And some of us, it's just like a stump on the log. We don't want to do nothing but just. But when we go to ball games, when somebody's talking foolishness, we begin to holler, we begin to talk, we begin to do things when it comes to the flesh. But when it comes to giving God some praise, we just can't do it. Because we have always given the flesh what the flesh want. 
How many can get up eight hours a day for God? When we get up eight hours or 10 to 12 hours for man. And we work till we finish. Even when our eyes seem like they're going to close. We say wake up. You got to work for this. You got to get that money. But when it comes to God. We just want to lay around. Until something go on in our lives. That's how we know where we are with him. And who we love most. So it's time for the saints to rise up. It's time for the saints to get your mind off of you. And put your mind on things above and not on things of this earth. And be, to, be glorifying him even the more. And you will see change in your life. So Father, we thank you that you are great and greatly to be praised. And we thank you, Father God, that you said, let everything that has breath praise ye the Lord. And we thank you that we have breath in our body today, God, to give you praise. To give you glory that's due to your name. Because, Father, you, El El Yon, you the most high God. And we thank you, God, for bringing us together once again. We thank you for the word that's going to go forth, God. We thank you, God, that minds are going to be transformed and changed and renewed through this word on today. And I bind every attack of the enemy today that he has sent out to hinder, to harass us, God, to keep our minds off of this word God this engrafted word that we will receive with meekness because it's able to save our soul and I thank you for our helper our teacher our comforter which is the Holy Spirit now father I thank you God that through this word strongholds shall be rooted up in this place on today God they are rooted up so we can build so we can plant in Jesus name and I thank you that we have all been crucified with Christ And it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives in us. And you shall get the glory, the honor, and the praise today through this word in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. To God be the glory. Go back with me to Luke, the 15th chapter. And I'm going to begin at verse 25. And I'm going to end at verse 32. And we want to hear what God has to say unto his people on today. Luke 15, 25 through verse 32. Saint Luke 15, 25 through 32. I got to put that saint in there for some reason because some people get offended when you don't say saint. Saint Luke chapter 15, verse 25 through 32. Hallelujah. Thank God for his word. Now his elder son was in the field, and as he came and drew nigh to the house, he heard music and dancing, and he called one of the servants and asked what things, what these things meant. And he said unto him, Thy brother is come, and thy father have killed the fattest calf, because he have received him safe and sound. And he was angry, and would not go in, therefore came his father out, and entreated him. And he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years do I serve thee, neither transgress I at any time thy commandments, and yet thou never gave me a goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son, thy son, was come, which has devoured thy living with harlots, thou hast killed for him the fattest calf. And he said unto him, Son, thou art ever with me. And all that I have is thine. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad. For this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. 
I want to talk about having a servant mentality. Having a servant mentality. We have been going over sonship. And I thank God that God is bringing this in the house. And some of you may know about sonship. But God always um, brings things back. So our mind can be renewed, can be transformed, can be changed. So open your heart and receive what God has to say unto you. And that that you don't understand, ask the Holy Spirit to give you understanding. Amen? Because the enemy does not want us to receive this word. We started with um, Luke um, 15, and I'm at the end with the other son, but let me bring you up to date. What was going on, this prodigal son? First, we talked about the lost sheep. Last week, we talked about the lost corn and how um, the shepherd left the 99 and he went after the one that was lost. And when he went after the one that was lost, that one that was lost was he was in the wilderness. And we know in the wilderness, you experience many things when we go through our wilderness um, experiences. But he didn't give up on that sheep until he found that sheep. That sheep was with the hundred. It was a hundred of them, but he eventually began to wander off. And that's how it is with some church folks. Some of us began to start out saying we love the Lord. We began to come in and we began to fellowship one with each other. And all of a sudden we began to wander off just a little bit. It may just be I'll miss this Sunday, but I'll catch it next Sunday. Or it may be just as simple things. I'll get in my word, um, you know, the next day or whatever whatever it may be some things will cause you to wander off it could be a man it could be a woman it could be your job it could be your children whatever it is you'll be wandering off just a little bit and what happens is you get so far out the way that you don't think about fellowship no more you don't think about getting into the word of God no more but that's when God put people in other people hearts especially a pastor which is a shepherd a good shepherd when they watch their sheep come in every Sunday and they watch how they start at the front and gradually they end up at the back and gradually you don't see them no more so a good shepherd what happens with a good shepherd she want to check on her sheep or he want to check on their sheep to find out what's going on with that sheep so that shepherd would have some some of y'all might have the deacons calling you to check up on you to see how you're doing we haven't seen you in a while we want to make sure everything is okay with you that's that shepherd instructing the people that's up under him or her to call people to say what's going on we want to make sure everything is okay see sometimes people that don't know how the church how the pattern of the church work, you think that I'm just leaving people out there to die. I had to correct that. But that's not what God does. See, when you don't know how things are, you assume how things should be. God is bringing this out for a reason. This is not part of my teaching, but the Holy Spirit has given me an unction. And as he gives me an unction, it's not something somebody has told me. Let's clear that up. I'm flowing through the Holy Spirit. I have to let people know I'm flowing through the Holy Spirit because when offense begin to rise up, people think somebody is telling something. When you are in the spirit, you don't entertain the flesh. You speak only what God tells you to speak. He said, if I open my mouth, he will speak for me. He will speak through me. So this is what I do. This is how I operate. So for those who don't know me, I'm making it known. So we're, we're teaching on how the sheep will wonder. It's not that now some pastors may leave that sheep out there. 
But when God tells me to go after a sheep, I go after a sheep hard. It don't matter what you think. It don't matter what they done or when they done it or how they done it. I don't leave that sheep. So this is what was happening here. The shepherd was looking for that sheep. And when he found that sheep. He put that sheep on his shoulder. A good pastor will carry the weight of that sheep. A good pastor will not be able to rest because that sheep is going through something that they know that is not right. A good pastor will pray for that sheep. So he carried that sheep on his shoulders. That's why Jesus said, cast all your cares upon me because I careth for you. So he said, you got to cast all your concerns. That means roll them on me. Let me carry them. Because that's why the Bible said in Isaiah 9, the government was upon his shoulder. So then you go to the lost coin. He was using the illustration of the lost coin because there was a woman who had a coin that was very valuable. It was very precious. The coin was lost. What she did, she turned on a light. And she began to sweep through that house. And she didn't stop until she found that lost coin. And when you sweep through a house, you got to really sweep because you're getting in corners. You're going in places you never went into before to find what was lost. And this is what's supposed to happen with the body of Christ. When he has given us the great commission, we will go into places that some people wouldn't go in because we're seeking to say that which is lost. We're following his examples as sons. We're not worrying about what people say. We're only doing what our father has sent us to do. So she found that lost coin. And in both of these parables, what was happening, they began to rejoice. Because what was lost was found. So after these um, people, he used sheep and he used coins, were found. Then he told the story of the prodigal son. A prodigal son, there were two of them. They were in the same house with the father. The younger son said, give me my inheritance. He didn't only give the younger son his inheritance. He gave the older son his, his inheritance as well. This is grace and mercy. That means it don't matter what any of us done. It doesn't matter what sins we did commit when we was out in the world. He didn't look at big sins or little sins. He didn't look at homosexuality and put that above murder. A sin is a sin. It don't matter what you do or how you do it. Sin is sin. He died for all sins. So we need to quit looking at people based on what they do. If you lie, you just as bad as a murderer. He said, if you miss one, you done committed them all. So we need to get our minds off of big and little sins. We need to quit putting certain sins above other sins. If you run your mouth too much and you're a gossiper, you're just like a murderer. Sin is sin. So we need to get off that thing of this one is in homosexuality. Oh, Lord, don't touch me. Or this one got this, this one got that. If you got a big mouth, you're just as bad as they are. You don't have to tell me, preach. I don't need your help. I got a helper and a teacher. His name is Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. And as long as I have breath in my body and I'm hearing him speak, I'm going to speak. So we need to quit looking at these sins and putting people in categories. So we see that this was his grace and mercy. He gave both of them their inheritance. 
He gave all of us his grace. For by grace are we saved through faith, not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, meaning that we didn't have to earn it. These sons did not have to earn their inheritance. It was given unto them. You better know what you got. So when he gave it unto them, the younger son went out and spent his inheritance on living worldly, doing everything that the world would do. Then when he ran out of everything he had, come on, some of us, we run out of money. We run out of love for each other. We run out of many things. And when we hit rock bottom, that's when we come to ourselves and we realize I don't have to live this way. Why do we come to ourselves and realize that? Because it was someone in your life along the way that gave you the good news of the kingdom, that told you about grace, that told you about mercy, and how they follow you every day. Somebody had to tell you about Jesus. So you came to your senses and said, I don't have to live like this no more. That's not what I was taught. That's not the way I want to be. Come on, some of us have to hit rock bottom to know what we have. Some of us have to. So when he realized this, he did get a job and he would have ate what the pigs were eating, but it was not offered to him. And this is what he said. He said, my father has hired servants. A hired service is a servant is someone who earned their wages. He said, he have hired servants, and I can go back to my father's house and be a hired servant. And he was going to ask his father, forgive him for what he has done. Just hire me as a servant. We know that when the father saw him from a long way off, what did he do? He didn't come up on him and say, you know, you thief, you robber, you murderer, you homosexual. He didn't list none of those things. He just hugged him and kissed him. We talked about how he gave him the best robe. We talked about how he put a ring on his finger. He put shoes on his feet. The robe is a robe of righteousness that he didn't have to earn. Jesus paid the price for us to be in right standing with God. He who knew no sin became sin for us so we could become the righteousness of God through him. It's nothing we will do or ever do to be in right standing outside of what Jesus have already done. Then he put the ring on his finger. The ring represented authority. He had the right to reign and rule. That's why we're priests. That's why we're kings. Why? Because this is the position he has put us in because of Jesus. Then he put shoes on his feet. He didn't have shoes on his feet because a servant don't have shoes. When he gave him shoes, he said, you are a son. You're no longer a servant. So God wants us to see ourselves for whom we are. And some of us are not seeing ourselves or whom who we are. So we're acting like servants instead of acting like sons. We are sons sent to serve on his behalf. But we're not servants. A servant is one that have to earn their way. This is why the father said, kill the fattest calf. And he told him to do all of these things because he was letting him know you are a son. So once you become born again, you should be taught sonship. It is not about titles, y'all. It's about sonship. A son is higher than any title. And until we get that, we're going to be living as servants. We're going to have servant mentalities. And some people in the church have servant mentalities. 
So I'm going to the other son. This other son, when we look at it, the elder son, he was in the field and he heard, you know, the music. He heard what was going on and he asked the servant, what's going on? The servant told him, your dad killed the fatted calf. Your brother has come home. This son will not even come out to the celebration. The reason why he would not, because he was angry. Now I'm going to stop there to tell y'all what stopped us from walking in sonship. What stops us is our past. The Bible says that we have become new creatures in Christ Jesus. Meaning that old things have passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. So when we know that we have become new in Christ, we don't look at the past. We look at who we are now that we're in, in Christ. This son was already angry prior to the son coming home. He did not deal with his anger. He was angry because the son left him there to serve. He left him there with the father, but he didn't actually understand sonship. So he had an art against his brother for leaving him. It was never resolved. Just like Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel, they were brothers. But when Cain got rejected by God because he didn't do what God had asked him to do, what um, he knew to do, he did what he thought he needed to do. But that's not why, what God told him to do. So by him being rejected, he got mad at his own brother because he was accepted. Come on, this is happening in the church. People are getting mad at one another because somebody in the church is doing what they're told to do. And then God is pleased with what they're doing and is working. And the ones that ain't doing it, they're mad because they feel like they've been rejected by somebody. Come on, somebody. That's not sonship. Because when you do what the word of God tells you to do, you're going to be rewarded from it. So Cain was so angry. He was so jealous. It come through rejection. See, if you don't deal with rejection in your life, rejection means that you're feeling unneeded, unwanted, unloved. You want people to hear you, see you, be attached to you. If people don't hear you, see you, or be attached to you, you're going to make them look like they're nothing. Like they're unworthy, like they're unneeded, they're unloved because you want that love. So you got to put somebody down so people can see you. See me, hear me, be attached to me. So if we don't deal with these mentalities that we have that don't line up with sonship, we're looking like servants. We're looking like I have to earn something to get something. The only thing you got to do is do what the word of God tell you to do. Because he's Abba Father. When you get to know Abba Father and you get to know what he like, that's what you begin to do. That's your lifestyle. You begin to walk like him, talk like him. People begin to see you outside of who you were. You don't have to explain who you were back then. You may give it for a testimony to let people know to encourage them. I used to be this way. But this is who I am now, but they supposed to see who you are now. You can say all you want, this is who I am now, but if your lifestyle ain't adding up to what you're saying, shh. 
Because they're supposed to be changed. So Cain was very jealous of Abel. So he killed his own brother. I'm hearing in my spirit, we're killing each other day by day. With our mouths because we ain't dealing with rejection. So we're putting somebody else down to make us feel better. Instead of lifting our brother and sister up, instead of encouraging them with who they are, now they're in Christ saying, come on, you have a robe of righteousness on. You ain't right standing with God. It ain't about you no more. It's all about him. You no longer live. You died. You rose a new creature in Christ Jesus. Come on. We're supposed to be letting them know about their authority that they have now that they're in Christ. We're supposed to let them know you're no longer a servant. You are a son. This is not what a son do. A son don't put down his brother. And people get upset when you talk about this. They get upset when you talk about the word because guess what? That flesh is cringing. That flesh want to open his mouth and cuss. You need to give God some glory right now. Because if that's happening, come on, deliverance is in the house. See, what the enemy want people to think is, uh-oh, somebody's told her something about me. Ain't got nothing to do with what nobody told me. Because if I'm in my word every day, I'm going to bring what God tell me to bring outside of what you think. And that's what the enemy wants. He don't want you to hear what I'm saying through the Holy Spirit. What he wants you to hear is, why is she talking about me like that? See, you better know the spirit from the flesh. We talking about sonship. This brother was angry because of the past. That angry, being angry flared up when he heard the music and his brother came home and the dad was killing a fatted calf. He was saying he don't deserve no fatted calf. He don't deserve a calf. You wouldn't even give me a goat. Come on, that's some of us in the church. They don't deserve to be in that position. She don't know how they were living before. Come on, you acting like a servant. You don't know about sonship. The father didn't get on the son. Read your word. He loved the son. See, through grace and through mercy, it's love. He give us new mercies every day. And if he didn't give us new mercies every day, we'd be dead. This is why Jesus' blood is on the mercy seat crying, have mercy. Have mercy, have mercy. So we can't look at what people are doing or what people have done. We thank God for his mercy for those people. And we begin to call out their names and say, God, the same thing you did for me, you already done it for them. God, just because they're doing this, that, or the other, y'all call it the thirds or whatever you call the thing. God, whatever they're doing, it don't matter to you. You already died for them. Y'all don't know. Let me tell y'all some truth. God already died for what everybody will do or what you past, present, and future sins. God already know you were going to cut up today, so he died for it. God already know what you're going to do tomorrow, so he died for it. God already know that you were going to get drunk and fall out. So he died for it. 
God already knew a prostitute was going to go prostitute, so he died for it. God already knew that somebody was going to commit adultery on their wife before you do it, so he died for it. God already knew you were going to fornicate and live apart. Come on, so he died for it. So what's our problem? If he already died for it, he already knew what was going to happen. So what we supposed to do is lift one another up and remind people, God already done it for you. He died again, y'all. Come on, think about it. If Jesus died and rose and then had to keep dying every day for everything we done, poor man. Jesus say, I did it once and for all. See, I'm not like the priest. See, the priest was standing daily. You know them some tired priests. They had to kill all them sheep daily. They had to bring all these sheep. Y'all, you think we can find that many sheep? Oh, yes, we can. You a sheep. We die daily. Y'all don't get it? It's sheep all over this world that the devil want to slaughter. It's up to us to die to ourselves, so these sheep can live. It's up to us, no matter how we feel. We're supposed to ask the Holy Spirit, what do I need to say to this person today? How do I need to say it to this person? Y'all, I'm going to tell you, God is so good. When you can walk in sonship, you're not afraid to come up to somebody and open your mouth and allow God to speak for you and speak through you. You may not know what you're going to say, but he know what he want to say. So we have to understand that if we don't deal with our past issues, when you got saved, your spirit is what got saved. Your flesh did not get saved. That's why it have to die daily. That's why you got to renew your mind according to the word of God every day. Some people don't pick up their Bible no day. We don't think we need it. This is life here. This is your lifeline. He is the vine. We are the branches. Don't pull away from your lifeline. When you pull away from your lifeline, you are dying. Come on, when you don't water a plant, y'all, pray for my plant. I forget about the plant. I look at the plant, the poor thing dying. I go speak life to that plant. Water the plant. Don't even know if I'm overwatering the plant. Speaking to the plant. And I'm thinking, oh, you're coming back to life. Praise God. A week later, oh, Lord, you're dead again. That's what some of you do with the word. You forget about it. Because that's what your flesh ain't used to doing. I ain't used to watering no plants. I'm used to getting plants that I don't have to water. And I go in there and say, oh, you're a beautiful sight. But the ones I have to water, I'm like, ooh. I done hurt that plant feeling. That plant got ears. I say, I'm going to cut the dead leaves off of you. Let's start again. Then I go back a week later, there's more dead leaves. You're growing dead leaves. You don't supposed to be growing no dead leaves. And the plant probably said, well, you're supposed to be watering me. And you ain't doing it. Y'all didn't know plants can talk? They talking to you when there's dead leaves on them. Your body is talking to you when it's in pain. That's why God gave us the word. He said, my son, pay attention to my words. Incline your ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. For they are life unto those that find them. And they are medicine to all your flesh. 
But if you're not giving your flesh medicine, it is dying, y'all. Even though you got the spirit of the living God in you to give you life. He put his spirit in you to quicken your mortal body. When your mortal body feel like it ain't going, not a father. That's when you rise up in the word of God and you say, body, I command you today. That your strength is made perfect. His strength is made perfect even in your weakness today. For he give power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increased strength. So you be strengthened on today. And he cannot lie because his word says that his word will quicken you. His word will bring life to you. But if we're not in the word, we ain't going to know what the word says. Come on, when we're in the other things, we spend too much time on other things. But it's time for us to live as sons and to do what our daddy is doing. Or has done. So when we look in the word of God. We see the son was very angry. Some of us have anger issues. Because we haven't dealt with the past. God lets you know. You are a new creature in Christ Jesus. But the flesh left behind some habits. The the way it think. The way it want to do. The way it want to live. Come on, some of our flesh, we love Pepsi, we love Coke, we love tea. Our flesh may love hamburger, steak, whatever the flesh love. But when the body is getting too far out there, you got to back off of the Cokes and the Pepsis and say you ain't getting no more of that because it's killing you. We got to back off off of that, not just for a week, but if our body can't take it no more. Oh, I got to deplete you from that because my body's acting too funny with you. So I got to move on to more water and less soda. Hmm. But the only way we do that when we go to a doctor's appointment and they say, you're going to die if you don't leave this alone. Y'all, we immediately forget about it. Don't touch it no more. Help me somebody. Let them say you're about to die. You ain't touching Cheetos no more, pork chop, none of that no more. Immediately, you, your body just don't even take it. Your body can go in shakes. You ain't getting it. You ain't getting it. I ain't ready to. I ain't through living. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I ain't ready to go. Ain't my time. Ain't my time. And, and act like a drug addict. Y'all talking about drug addicts on drugs. Y'all ought to look at y'all on Pepsis and Cokes when you ain't got them. What make you any better? Oh, they can get, they can stop doing that. Stop drinking your Pepsi and your Coke and your tea and your Kool-Aid and your pork chop and your uh, hog jaws, hog malls, whatever you eat. Come on, leave that alone. You trying to tell people you can do it. You can do it. Why you ain't doing it? Oh, y'all don't like that. Y'all don't like that. You going on a special diet. Mm Mm-hmm. This is all the diet you need. Because he said, man don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And this word here will keep you when you feel like you can't be kept. This word will put the flesh under so much conviction and, and it will strip that flesh. It will kill and say, what you got? What you want to say now? 
What what you say? I ain't telling you nothing I haven't tried. Have you tried Jesus? Have you tried Jesus? Y'all got another version of that. Did y'all say he was all right? Do we want to open up this altar for the ones that say he all right and don't he get in the word? We only try him when we ain't all right. Right? Come on, y'all, truth. Knowing the truth is what makes you free. So he had to get over. He was still angry. And it showed. Y'all, I've been there. Sometimes things want to come hit me back in my face. But when my sonship rise up, I remember, who am I to say this when I done that? It shuts my mouth to let me know I ain't a bit better than this one, this one, or this one. It lets me know all of us are sons. So why should I say this about that one when I got this issue? And how we need to speak to people, say, you know what? I'm still dealing with some things. But can I share this with you? Come on, be honest with yourself. I still got issues I'm dealing with. But I believe God want me to share this with you. And I believe this will help you along the way. And as it's helping you, it's going to help me. Come on, let's be honest. But don't go in nobody's face and say, you need to quit doing this. Always in sin, sin, sin. And then they come back at you and say, well, did you stop doing what you were doing yesterday? That's why you need to bring you before them first. (laughs) So that way you can walk in your sonship freely. And say, I haven't dotted every I, crossed every T, and probably never will. That's why I live according to him and not according to me. Come on, somebody. Because every day ain't going to be a good day. I realize that. I'm going to have trials. I'm going to have tribulations. Sometimes I'm going to lash out. But even in my lashing out, when I remember who I am as a son, that's when I say, forgive me, that was wrong. That's sonship. But when you're lashing out and you're blaming it on somebody else and you don't want to humble yourself, that's a servant because you're trying to earn your way. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I will. So listen at this, y'all. The son was angry. He wouldn't even go in to the celebration. Oh, thank you, Holy Ghost. Y'all, I hope I get as far as I study. But if not, we're going to leave something here. He wouldn't even go in, and the Holy Spirit stopped me right there. Some of y'all get mad, won't he come to church? Get mad, won't he show up at church, won't he show up at events? Won't give no more because you're mad. Because somebody didn't appreciate you. Because somebody left you out. So you mad and don't want to be a part of what's going on. Come on, we all been there. I ain't going. They don't want me there anyway. They don't act like I'm there anyway. What do you call that? Hello? Rejection. If I can't be the one that shines, I prefer not to go. If I can't be the one that be in charge of it, 
I prefer not to go. Have you forgot it is not about you? It's about him. I never seen a dead body rise up and slap his enemy when they look at him in the casket. Have anybody seen a dead body? And the enemy come to the casket. I'm going to take you with me. They're dead. That's how we supposed to be. We don't supposed to hold grudges. I'm, I'm talking about sonship. That's having a servant mentality. That's not having a renewed mind according to who you are. We're supposed to get it right. I don't know who told anybody that when you have a problem with somebody, you pray. You may be praying on how to approach that problem, but you don't pray and leave that problem. That's not sonship. Let me say it again. Heavenly Father, show me how to approach that man. You know who I'm talking about. My husband. But I am not praying, Heavenly Father, show that man what he did to me. Burn his britches. Don't let him sleep not a wink the night. Let him toss and turn and, and let him know that you're God. That's some of y'all. You praying about it and you getting happy because you think you done what's right. No, you didn't. Because the Bible says, Matthew 18, if you got ought uh-huh, against your brother, you go to your brother, not to me. Did God say come to him? Somebody mad right now because you got something else you want to say. Mad. God said go to your brother. If you want to go to him first, say God give me the strength to go to my brother. But you still got to go to your brother. Hello somebody. If your brother got a big mouth and you feel like you can't get a word in edgewise, say God you know they mouth big. But you telling me to go to my brother. Now, if you want me to go to my brother, you better help me because I'll be waited and waited and waited and waited because I'm tired of hearing that mouth. And you know what your father going to tell you? Deal with your flesh because it ain't going to be you that go to him. It's going to be me in you that go to him. And I'll show you how to go to your brother. But some of us leave it alone because we don't want to deal with it. That's why we got so much stuff swept up under the rug and that come out and bite us in our behind because we don't want to deal with it. And that's where anger come from. You did it once. You did it twice. But I'm going to kill you before you do it again. And they wasn't the one that did it the first time. I'm talking about a servant's mentality we supposed to be helpers of one another we supposed to forget about ourselves and we supposed to help our sisters and our brothers that's what Jesus did Jesus forgot about him you supposed to treat people like you want to be treated you supposed to do unto others what, what say that again 
as they do unto you know. Uh-uh, because if you do them like they do you, they be dead. Do, come on, somebody. No, as you want them to what? Not like they done you. See how, see how off that was? Now, somebody would say, oh, I got you now. I'm going to kill you dead. That ain't how it works. Don't get it twisted. So this is what I'm saying today. We have to have sonship mentality. Not a servant mentality. So listen at him. He wouldn't even come. He began to voice how he felt. How many of y'all have been around people and they voice how they feel? Because they mad. They mad now. Okay. Then he said, and this is what happened. And he answered and said to the father, lo, these many years do I serve thee. What did he have? A servant mentality. Neither transgress I at any time thy commandment. Oh, he had something in his heart that wasn't right. Then he said, and yet thou never gave me a kid that I might make marry with my friends. But as soon as thy son was come, and he told him what the son did. But this is what the daddy said in 31. And he said unto him, son, thou art ever with me, and all that I have is thine. See, when you have a servant mentality, you think you have to do something to get something from God. He was serving his father all those years because he felt like he had to earn the fattest calf. He had to earn the goat. He had to earn what he had. But he didn't. Everything the father had, he put it in his hands. Just like everything the father has, he put it in our hands so we can serve others on his behalf. So this son's mentality was messed up. In the church, mentalities are messed up because people are being taught tradition. People are living according to tradition of men, not living according to the word of God. When you live according to the word of God, we won't have isms and schisms in the body of Christ. Now, some will come in. And try to disturb what God is doing because they think this is the way it need to be done. When you have a servant mentality, I'm going back to childhood. Some of us was raised in different ways. Some of us was raised godly in a godly home. We were taught godly principles. We were taught how to live according to the word of God. Now, if you were in a home getting taught godly principles, but it's still based on tradition... Even when you get saved, that's what you're going to go back to. Because that's how you were taught. But if you were raised in a godly home and it was not based on tradition, it was based on sonship and how to do things according to the word, then that's how you're going to live because that's how you was taught. See, the way I was raised in my grandmother and grandfather's house was based on sonship. It was walking by faith and not walking by sight. Just because the baloney is out don't mean I ain't going to eat. Just because no money in the bank don't mean I don't have nothing. Because I'm living supernaturally, not naturally. I'm not denying the natural, but I know who I am supernaturally. So the way I was raised is to walk by faith and not by sight. Don't believe in what you see. Believe in what God said. So that was so much instilled in me when everything that I went out to get, I didn't look at what I didn't have. I just went for it. 
And I never understood. I ain't got no money in no bank. How can I tell these people that's my car? I would go in there with no money and say, I want that car. And I would leave with that car. But I missed some of the principles with it. When the bill came, I was like, oh, Lord. But I was raised with that mentality of sonship, but I didn't know that's how I was raised. I just grabbed hold to it. Some people are raised that when one man leaves, you get another one to take care of you. Some people were raised that get everything you can get for the government. You'll make it. I wasn't raised that way. The government is there to help you when you're in need, not to lean and depend on the government for the rest of your life. This is why some older people can't get nothing because younger people have a mentality of thinking that everything's supposed to be given to me and I'm supposed to pop out babies because the Bible said be fruitful and multiply. That's a servant mentality. You serving the government. Nobody don't want to hear this. Because this is what people are used to. When your flesh get used to, gimme, gimme, my name is Jimmy, you ain't going to work for nobody. You ain't going to do what the words say. If a man don't work, he don't eat. Because you feel like I need to live off of the government. They need to serve me. They owe me. No, people are taking people who working hard, their tax money to take care of you. That's why people are shooting people. Some people. They shoot, they mad. That's why we have to know sonship so we can give them the love of God and let them know what God says. The poor is always going to be amongst us, but everybody ain't poor. As they say, poor. They may look poor, but they ain't. See, we got to have the mentality of sons. So the father let the son know everything I have, son, is yours. It was already yours, but you living like a servant. That ain't my fault. Everything God has, y'all, is ours. The only way some of us grab hold to what God has is when we hit rock bottom and then we ready to sit and listen to what you got. Rock bottom being man can't help me no more. Man has given up on me. When man give up on people, that's when all of a sudden we come to our senses and we remember what was being taught up in here. But until we done exhausted everything we can exhaust, we don't come to God. And God is above man. Come on. It's time to know sonship. It's time to live like sons. When I say sons, I'm talking to the women as well. Because a woman is in that as well. God wants us to live according to him and not according to this world. The world's supposed to see us differently by the way we live. Y'all, it's so funny because we had that yard sale yesterday. If I ain't laugh at Quana and Teresa and everybody. I looked at Quana. Quana was hanging on. She'll go help somebody. She was still helping. It was hot, y'all. It was hot out there yesterday. Yes, it was, praise Jesus, but God got us all through it. Amen, Kwana. Amen, everybody that was there, Teresa. Everybody that was there. This is the thing. Oh, y'all. When I walked out there, this is what I loved. I saw Miss Stacy over there in the corner. It was hot. Praying for somebody. 
over there just praying, just ministering to that person. I said, look at God. See, that's what we do as sons. So as we were sitting there, me and Pookie were talking. This lady had walked up, and she was looking for her some shoes. And me and Pookie was trying to find her some shoes, but we couldn't find none to fit her. But we, we wasn't giving up. It was hot now. We wasn't giving up to find her the shoes. So you had to look at them shoes, hot as it was, to try to find them. Y'all know how it is with a yard sale. And I'm saying, I hope her shoe is up on this thing. Anyway, the woman was sitting there, and as I was looking at her, the Holy Spirit said, pray for her healing. So we stood there and I began to pray for her, for her healing. And she said, the Lord knew exactly what I needed today. That's what I needed. That's what I was asking God for. So see, walking as a son ain't about you. It's about him and what he wants you to do, no matter how hot it is, no matter where you are. God wants you to represent him to people. Then she went to the car and the other lady that was with her said, come help me up. She headed to the car. So I believe it was me and somebody else was helping. It was you, Teresa. Teresa. Now that lady was way bigger than we were. I said, we got to do what we got to do because there wasn't no men out there to help us do it. So me and Teresa got her up and then I said, can I pray for you? She said, yes. And the lady walked on off by herself after prayer. Then she, Teresa, got up. She, I think you said, you need any help? She said, no. See, I'm going to tell y'all something. When you are a son, you out to serve. Not as a servant, but as a son. That means you ain't looking at the heat or how hot it is. Y'all, God is so good because when you know, and I was talking to Sister Denise, and it's about sonship. It's about where God placed you in the body of Christ. If you know how your uh, part of your body works. You're going to do your part because you know the part, the part you are. So it's so funny that when I was getting the yard sale together, I'm in the house and my husband, we had to go pick up stuff from the other storage where he did. And he had somebody to help him, but Manny couldn't come. He had something going on at his house. He let my husband know. So my husband said, well, I'll just go do it myself. So I'm sitting in the house and I'm studying. And all of a sudden the Holy Spirit said, go help your husband. I said, okay, I don't mind. So I told my husband, I'll be at the storage. We'll, we'll get the stuff. Y'all, this is the funny part. I'm going to the storage where my husband was, and that was exactly about 12 o'clock. Y'all know it was hot. My husband had already, when I got there, loaded a whole uh, trailer full of stuff. So I'm going in the building trying to help my husband. I'm moving stuff around, taking stuff out, trying to help him, saying, Lord, give me the strength to do this. Y'all, it was hot. Next thing I know, my body felt kind of different. My husband was looking for me. I had shut the door of the car, turned on the air conditioner, and said, Jesus. <laughs> he was laughing at me because he's used to doing that. I'm not. But when my body starts speaking, it's saying I'm too hot. So I'm sitting there and there and I'm getting myself together to get more, to help him out. So by that time, somebody else had pulled up. Angelo had pulled up. I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So when I went back home, as I was sitting there, I just couldn't be still. And the Holy Spirit said, well, if you do this part tonight, it won't be so hard on them the next day. So guess what? I called Quana. I said, Quana, we're going to get the tables. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And my son had worked all day in the heat. So I called my baby. I said, look, can you please help your daddy? He won't sit down. I don't know what's going on, but he just won't sit down. He's out there in that heat. Can you please help him? 
Jeremy got off work. He went at the tables for me, him and um, Quisha's brother. They went at the tables. Angela was out there. They were getting the tables. They laid the tables out. They're putting up the tent. Y'all, it was so hot. So I said, okay, we got that done. I couldn't be still. I said, okay, what's next, Holy Spirit? Sister Denise and Brother Willie, they said, we'll come and get the rest out the kitchen, help y'all get the rest, because me and my husband was going back to get the rest out the storage. So they came, and we got here about 8 o'clock that night, getting the rest of the stuff, loading it up. And then I said, Sister Denise, if you don't mind, let's set it up. Let's just get the stuff set up. Jamie came in with a load, dropped that load off. Me and Sister Denise, Brother Willie, and my husband worked diligently to have everything set up. What am I saying? His strength was made perfect in our weakness. And when y'all got there the next morning, I'm pretty sure y'all had a right to raise your hands and say, thank you, Lord, for what you have done. See, sonship, think of others more than you think of your own self. So what I had to do was leave the word. My plans were to be in the word all day so I can go out and help y'all the next day. But all that shifted. So guess what God did? When when my heart got laid on how hot it was for us the previous day, I knew they're going to need more help. So God gave me what I needed, gave other people what they needed. And guess what, y'all? By the time I sat down yesterday... I said, Jesus, you know what your people need, so I need some help. So I had to depend on him for the word, and I ain't through yet. He gave me so much of the word, I probably won't finish it now. But y'all don't know. Some of you might know. But when you know, you do. See, that's what sonship does. Sonship, think of others more than you think of yourself. Son, when you are a son... You don't wait on nobody to ask you nothing. A son, step up. That's why we need teaching. Because when you're taught sonship, some people, I don't look for the older people. Their days are over. They're still living though. When I look at mothers and fathers... Miss Mary, Shirley ain't saying you old. You know I ain't saying you old, right? But they done done their part. They raised us. My Aunt Amelia, I call Aunt Sue. I don't look for them to do what we need to be doing. They done done their part. I don't look for the older men. They done done their part. You think I'm going to have my daddy out there toting tables? That's disrespectful. You think I'm going to have these women out here trying, but let me tell you something, Sister Phyllis, and I told Sister Phyllis, I called her quantum of confess. I said, what you doing? I got stuff. I got the brain. I said, I understand that, but you don't need to be out there. I'm coming. But she left when she knew she couldn't, she left. But the way I was raised, if I see an older person doing something, have a seat. I was raised to take them their food. I was raised that if my daddy go to a function, nobody didn't have to get him a plate. You have a seat. My husband and my daddy got a plate. I remember we went to a function. I'm still talking about sonship because it's all about that. 
when we went to a function, my sisters was there. And I'm looking at my daddy and I said, where's this phone? I said, daddy, I'll be right back. And I said, what's wrong with y'all? He's supposed to have a plate. Y'all, is sonship. It's how you raised. It's how you brought up. I was raised when somebody get through eating. Y'all, I done washed the cup and they ain't eat through drinking. <laughs> That's wrong. I was raised that when somebody is having something, I help clean up without them asking me. This word. Nobody have to ask you nothing. You are rearranging your life. For what God want to do. That's sonship. We rearrange our life for the world. We arrange our life to get nails on, to get hair on, to get whatever we want to get done to these bodies. We rearrange our life. We call work. When we ain't even sick to go get some nails on. How are they going to come in and do <laughs> And you getting your nails done. You will rearrange your work for a doctor's appointment. You will rearrange your work for a lawyer's appointment. You will re- Oh, Lord have mercy, Jesus. But when it comes to the appointments of God. Maybe I need to do it like that. God. People don't rearrange their lives for him. You ain't cutting nothing off for him. But we call on him and he's always there in our time of trouble. He's always a present help in the time of trouble. When we feel like we're going to have a heat stroke and seeing black dots, we call on him. And he's there to get us through the day in the time of trouble. He'll never leave us, nor shall he forsake us. But how many of us have forsaken him? But he'll always. Be there. We got to get over us. And these servant mentalities to think that we always got to get something to do something. That's a servant. That's somebody that want to earn their wages. But when we know what we already have, we ask God, show me what to do with what you have given me, not only for me, but to help somebody else. I'm a son sent to serve. And until we get there, we're going to keep falling in these traps of thinking it's something we have to do to get what we need. That's a servant mentality. He has done it all. The Bible says he has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places by Christ Jesus, through Christ Jesus. He has blessed us with all of these things. It's not about what we want to do. It's what he would have for us to do. Some of us do what we want to do and we don't have to pray about it. But when we don't want to do it, the first thing we use is these hands. Well, let me pray about it. I get back with you. Do you pray on a beauty appointment? Do you pray when you have to pull up to a McDonald's? Come on, sons don't do that. Sons say, I will help you in any way I can. 
Amen. So we have to learn that if we want to walk as sons, our mentalities have to change as servants. And it, it comes through coming to fellowship. It comes through coming to Bible study. It comes to getting your mind renewed because the way you were raised in the natural, if we were not raised as showing how to be sons, then we're not going to know how to do it. We're just in church to say, I'm in church. But when we want to know sonship and how things should be, because when everything change around us, we don't change. If there's a food shortage, we don't change. Gas, we don't change. Whatever change in this world, it shouldn't change us because we're sons. We don't change because we know who takes care of us. We know that when they were in Egypt, we were in Goshen. God was taking care of them in Goshen. When they didn't have it in Egypt, Goshen had it. Why? Because God said, you are in the world, but you're not of the world. You don't do like the world does, but the world is going to know that I'm with you. How is the world going to know that he's with us if we're living like servants trying to figure out how I'm going to do this and how I'm going to do that? That's the world's way. That's what the Gentiles do. He said, you don't worry about what you eat or drink or how you clothe. He said, because that's what the Gentiles do. Your father knows what you're in the need of before you ask. He knows what's coming before it comes. So we should go to our father because we are sons. We are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. He takes care of his citizens. When we know these things. We don't try to fill in the gaps. They have already been filled in. Y'all, the heat yesterday was, was no joke. But you know what come to me? Lord, hell is hotter. And if hell is hotter than this, I don't want to go to hell. We shouldn't want nobody else to go to hell. We should be walking in sonship so much that we're loving our brother and sister enough to say, I don't want you to be left. I don't want you to die like this. I want you to have the life that Jesus came to give you, an abundant life, a Zoe life. That's why we have to give up us. Y'all, this is no joke. How many love your children? How many really love your children? How many really, really love your children? How many are going to give your children up for somebody else? Just say no, ma'am. See, some people don't want to say nothing. You won't. But God gave his up so we don't have to give ours up. He gave his only begotten son for all of us. So we can raise our children up to let them know, you don't look to me, you look to him. Because one day I'm not going to be here, but I can leave you with these words of life that will sustain you and keep you while I'm not here with you. Y'all, there's a problem in these households. We're raising our children up, children up to get the best education. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's, salvation is above education. 
Because it's got eternal life. Education don't have eternal life in it. I want my children to have the best. I want them to go to college if that's what God wants them to do. Everybody is not college material. Let me lay that out flat. Not because I don't want everybody. Everybody should go to college if that's where God wants them to be. But some people are not in college and more successful than the ones that are because God has got something on their lives that let the world know I'm greater. Come on, you got some people that never entered a college and millionaires, billionaires. Where did they get all this from? Quit putting people down that ain't went to no college. Oh, you can do better. Why? Because that's what you chose to do. That may not be the path. For some reason, God wants somebody to hear this. That may not be the path God has for that individual. So don't put them down because that very individual you putting down might have to help you and your family. Quit putting people down because they didn't do what you're doing. Your money can't save you. Your husband, your wife can't save you. I believe the Bible tells me for God so loved the world that he didn't give your husband. He didn't give your wife. He didn't give your kids, your cats, your dogs, your nothing. He gave his only begotten son. You can't believe in your family. You got to believe in Jesus Christ. Because when he raptured us up and we caught up the ones that's left here to be raptured. You ain't going to be holding on to no wife, no kids, no nothing. Hello, somebody. I don't think I'm going to be saying, I ain't going unless you take my husband. He ain't going to be no husband in heaven. Huh? going to be none of that up there. Y'all, sons. We got to learn sonship and we got to learn it quick for what's yet to come. I'm telling y'all. God is teaching you for what's yet to come. We ain't seen nothing yet. Y'all looking at this COVID, you ain't seen nothing yet. My husband was showing me how children are coming up looking like monkeys. What you call it? Bumps that look like what? Who? Where in the world that come from? They don't know what to do with it. They don't know what to do with what's coming up. You know what they do? They analyze it. They get the best scientists that ain't God. They come up with a formula to inject you with to let you know I got the monkey humps or monkey bumps or whatever you call it. And then people take it. Because they believe man have found the antidote for that. When we are sons, we have to talk to our father. But do you know why people are injecting themselves with so much? Because they're scared to die. They ain't ready to leave here. When you die, you're still going to have eternal life. That's another teaching. Y'all, we got to get it together. We got to live as sons and quit living as servants and quit holding on to stuff because we're afraid we're not going to have nothing. But we're telling people, my God, she'll supply all my need. Let go of what you have and see. Give to somebody else and see. How you know God is God if you don't trust him with what you got? Hello, somebody. We got to stop having servant mentalities. 
We got to get our mind renewed to who we are now that we are sons. If you're born again, you are a son. You're no longer a servant. Except in Jesus have given us the right, the power to become sons of God. Not born of flesh and blood. But born of God. Y'all, the word tells us that. So Miracle Temple, this is how we're going to be taught. And if people don't want to be taught this way, it's because they're trying to earn their own way. You cannot get to heaven. Not unless you go through Jesus Christ. So it's time for us to live as sons and quit trying to live off of what everybody else got. Quit getting mad because you feel like everybody else has got something. They don't want to give you none of it. Having a mentality as a servant is what the church should not have. And that's why we go through so many things in the church. Because we compare in ourselves amongst ourselves. And it's not wise. When you know what part of the body you are in the body, in the body of Christ, you will begin to serve for who you are. If I'm an apostle, then guess what an apostle does? If you know my duties and you see me doing those duties, you shouldn't get mad at me and saying I'm trying to take over your duty. You don't know who I am. Because I'm going to do my duty with what God has put in my hands. So get to know the parts of the body, how they function. When you know how your liver function, your heart function, everything in your body function, you know when it's out of whack. Hello, somebody. That's how it is with the church. I am who I am because of him, not because of me. And I'm going to function where God would have for me to function and do what God would have me to do, no matter how mad people in the body of Christ get, because that's who I am. Learn your function. And when you learn your function, we can keep division out of the church. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. And as the Lord is willing, we will continue this next week, because y'all, that ain't all of it. God did what he wasn't that an inspiring message? Thanks for listening to the end. Join us every Tuesday for Bible study and every Sunday for service. We're looking forward to hearing from you as well. Feel free to reach out to us via the website at www.mtdm.org. God bless you and we'll see you next time.